860 KXNO. Ken Miller, Trent Condon. They are Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Wednesday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Trent and I are with you for the next couple of hours, and we appreciate at least spending some of the final couple hours of your morning with us. Coming up on the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, we're going to speak with Cappy here in about 25 minutes. It's Wednesday. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible for us to speak with Cappy on a weekly basis. We had... Well, our intent, Trent, uh, went out the window, I think, with that seventh inning last night. We thought it was going to be mostly Bears in the conversation. Yes. But a lot of uh, MLB, and once we were on to the World Series, we stuck with the uh, the Cubs and kind of got off track a little bit. But it's good. It's a good piece, I think, and uh, folks will enjoy it, especially if you're a fan of uh, the Cubs or the Bears. Cappy coming up at about 1025. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes that possible. At 1115-ish. Uh, Kenny White is going to join the program. Kenny White is uh, a longtime um, Vegas handicapper, line maker, KennyWhiteSports.com. Uh, Kenny White will join the program about 11.15. Bill Bender coming up at 11.40, SportingNews.com. Bill going out on the road. Do you think he's in Jacksonville this week for Florida? It, it, Georgia? It's a top 10 matchup. Yep. There's not a whole lot of great games this weekend, as we've talked about. Utah, Washington's massive. I think massive. Well, let's slow down. No, massive. I think, I think we're going to see it again. I do think we're going to see it again. Um, you do. I do. Washington's nah, going to overtake know, Oregon. Maybe, maybe not. Right. Yeah, I think you, Washington you has three right. losses, don't they? Two for sure. You could be right. Yeah. You could be right. They might have. Uh, they might have blown it. Anyways, we will. Um, we will talk. Massive. Your Pac-12 love. I love Pac-12. <laughs> it's big for Utah because I think they're still clinging to a thread. I think a yeah. thread. They need a lot of help. They obviously. do. Yes. I mean, they have to win this week. It's a big game. They have to win every week. And they have to win. Every they have to week, be yes. twelve and one. Yes. At, and at this point, an impressive twelve and one. No question about it. That loss to Cal will linger. Well, especially now Cal's so bad. But yes. again, they had their quarterback when, uh, Different when, team. when they beat him. No doubt about that. But the, the, back to the, the cocktail party. Yep. Top 10, one loss. Each team still has a path to the playoff in it. I don't know what it is. I'm just, I'm not overly excited about that game. Um, you have the same feel? It kind of feel that way for about the entire week, though. Yeah, it, it, it is that kind of week. No Iowa and Iowa State. Uh-huh. Panthers play Illinois State. Uh, are they on TV? Are, so you're thinking of going it's, to the game? Is that what you're saying? A, worth a look at the very I think least, so. right? Uh, Kansas and K-State play at the same time. I mean, come on. I just used Florida, Georgia, the same sentence as right. I used Kansas. But it's kind of important here because they're still coming up on the clone schedule. And then the 3 o'clock game, as I mentioned, that's got my full attention, uh, Utah and Washington. Uh, the first window, what, what's the what's the opening window? Um, Michigan-Maryland do it for you? Yeah, no, no. No, no. Nebraska-Purdue? Well, UNI does play Illinois State. It's on the road. In and normal. it's on NBC. It looks like it's a pay deal. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't think it's not gonna even going to be able to flip over to NBC Sports Chicago or anything so. like that. Don't think so. Yeah, yeah, it's not the best weekend, but you know what? It's college football, and be, it's college football, and you know damn well uh-huh. that there will be uh-huh. a game that comes down to the end that you uh, you have to be there, like the. Of all games, the Kansas Texas Tech game this past week. So we got to get to the World Series. 
Look, we get a seventh game, Trent, as a as baseball fans. Um, and congratulations, by the way, on pulling that uh, first inning. Will there be yes. a run scored? And there certainly was. But it had everything, right? It had guys carrying their bats down to first base. It had one of the game's up-and-coming stars in Soto. My, my God, how would you like to be his agent? How would you? How much money is this guy going to make? And is it, I mean, crazy to think that this guy's going to elbow his way into the game's best players in the next couple of years. I mean, he's got all the tools, Trent. I don't know what he's lacking. I really don't. Uh, Rendon with just a massive home run in the seventh inning, which had a little bit of everything. Look, Trey Turner, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I don't know what no, he's supposed no. to do. I do know this. At least I think I know this. By the letter of the law, he's out. That's the That's call. The rule was made correctly. Yes, I think it was too. And we can sit here and we can complain about what an awful rule that it is. And, and it is, I believe. But the umpires got it right. Yes, I think so too. And, and how many armchair umpires were getting it wrong? Ninety-nine percent of the people watching that. You know who actually, including myself, uh, and race right you know, here. You know who got it right first. Of all people to get it right, and this is this is not, not, not passing judgment on a supermodel, but you would think that Kate Upton, yeah, you know, there's going to be a lot of baseball minds that get to Twitter first of all mm-hmm. because they know the rule quickly. She knew the rule. She knew the rule, and she put it on Twitter right away and mm-hmm. got killed for doing it. She did. Uh, you, what do you, you what do you know? She you're knows. too close to the. You're too close to the game. You know. You're nothing but an Astros fan. <laughs> Ripping out her husband, right. Justin Verlander, and there right. was plenty of that yes, in there, there was. too. I mean, she was trending on Twitter and for, yeah. for that reason. Not the way that Kate Upton usually trends on Twitter. No, no, that's for sure. It's usually new pictures for the SI swimsuit edition. Right. This or, was different. And, it, she, and she, she knows right. the game. And I've heard her talk about she knows baseball incredibly well. So did she before that? I mean, is that how they met? Was she a fan? I think I mean, so. I, I didn't believe think Kate Upton so. would make the show today, but here she is. Here she is, front and center, first six minutes of the show. <laughs> right. She gets going. I believe that she was a baseball fan, and maybe that's the circles that she liked to run in in mm-hmm. her single days, if we catch my drift. Yeah, maybe. I, I have no I idea. I don't think Justin Verlander's alone. And getting to know young Miss Umpton? I follow you there. Okay. All right. All right. So we're, we're heading down the, the path. No, that we you understand. are. <laughs> all right. I'm going to veer back here. Uh, but uh, but nonetheless, the, the, the rule by the letter of the law was unbelievable. So Nailed let me it. ask you this. Mm-hmm. Who's the, who's the if the Nationals win the World Series, who's the MVP? Uh, Rendon or Strasburg? It I has to it be Strasburg, doesn't it? Depends on what happens tonight, but Strasburg is... He's the inside favorite. Trent, eight and a third if, last night. When but they if Rendon hits a three-run homer that... To win it. To wins it. Yep. Because his home run, especially the way the seventh... They, they had runners on second and third. Yes. Runners on second Nobody and third. Nobody out. Nobody out. Do you think, here we go. It's over. They're going to put them away mm-hmm. with these two guys that are in scoring position. Well, those two guys weren't in scoring position no, anymore. No, back to first base you that, go. That was another part of the rule that... I guess I just didn't realize because you think in a play like that, well, the runner's advancing to second no, base. They're, they're He's going moving, to be at second yeah, base. They're moving him back to first base. Take they him did, all the way back. That to part first. of the rule I was good with. Mm-hmm. It was the, uh, what the, the what the hell is he supposed to do? He didn't veer out of the base pass. He was right in the middle of the bag when mm-hmm. he crossed the bag. He doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. Nobody does. I mean, how was he supposed to? This wasn't a rod, uh, you know, <laughs> slamming his hand on a, on a first baseman's glove. That wasn't the case here. Interference. Boy, and Davey Martinez, I thought he was going to blow a gasket. I really and truly did. He got this, ejected in a and, World Series and game. And the first time since... Now, I wonder what Bobby Cox did in 96. Wow. That had to be against the, the Yankees, right? If anybody 
No, short fuse Thir- Bobby 35 Cox. 35 years or right. older that watched Bobby Cox and his baseball fan. Right. If you got one guess. He was the heir apparent to Earl Weaver. The last guy that got kicked out of a World Series game. Who was it? <laughs> Everybody's guess should be Bobby Cox. Yeah, and even it, if it wasn't Bobby Cox. Well, if you give them, if you give them options, A, B, or C. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Cox is going to get most people's check yes. mark, whether they remember the the situation or not. And I don't remember the situation I don't either. either but I don't either. But when I heard it was Bobby Cox, okay. Well, of that course makes it sense. was Bobby Cox, yes. Who else would it be? It wasn't going to be Tom Kelly. It wasn't going to be Cito Gaston. Yeah, yeah Tuxedo Gaston. That was a good Berman Was it nickname. going to be the managers of the 90s you think of? Number one on that list, yeah. Bobby Cox. Bob Brenly, no. It, and he would come, he'd go strolling out there, and he would get so fired up about sometimes some of the most innocuous plays. Again, because of the Braves and the Superstation, you, I, I think yeah. most baseball fans watched so much Braves baseball did. during that period, and you'd see Cox, and it, there were so many times it felt calculated too. Oh, sure it was. But it's never calculated in a World Series game. No, I mean, you, you've, I've had, to, well, over the years, conversations with Tim McClellan about this, mm-hmm. Eric Cooper. I'm going to bring up Coop's funeral in a minute before we, you know, we go to break and get Cappy in here. I found, I mean, there was a great piece on Yahoo. Not a, it's not a great piece. It's a very informative piece. Sure. It's well written. Great and death, and especially with somebody we know, I shouldn't put those together, and I apologize. Uh, so, but we'll do that in a second. But you know, some of the stories that they've told, guys, they're they're in your face, and they're not yelling about the call; they're yelling about, "I need you to kick me out of this bleepity bleep game uh-huh. because I need to light a fire on it." And you don't know what they're saying. Sure. You look like they're you know chewing, uh, taking a piece off of this ump, and they're just out there with their voice raised because they're trying to, you know, light a fuse under their baseball team. But look, at I give the umps a ton of credit. If this was game 74, if this is game 111, mm-hmm. he's run very quickly. Yeah, They did their damn... Da- Even when they had the headsets on, mm-hmm. and it's right beside the Nationals' dugout, uh, Trey Turner and Martinez, in all likelihood, both should have gone. Does the play... Turn out differently if that game's in Washington. No, I, I don't want to believe that that's the case. I don't either. I don't think it does. But it, it was lingering in my mind as I'm watching it all unfold last night. Is this going? Would this have been different in Washington? You hope that's not the case. They got it well, right. Well, certainly the reaction from the forty-five and or fifty thousand, and that's what you get into is mm-hmm. how. I mean, can you imagine what that stadium would have oh, been like? They would have. You know what? They would have had to take some time to clear the debris off. Oh, the field. no doubt. There is not a doubt. In my Absolutely, mind that would have been the case. And the Astros players would have back and mm-hmm. been back in the dugout yep. in the safety of their dugout, and the PA would have been making announcement after announcement. Um, look, they they went to the headsets. There was nothing that they could do. It's a judgment call. It's not it's not reviewable. It's certainly not reversible. I think we'll see some action on this uh, on this rule in the off season. But um, you know what? They overcame. And Rendon sits back down. He gets a ne- little extra time. He says to you know to rest a little bit before his at bat. And you know the baseball gods even the score. You yeah. know with the home run and he got it all. And my God, speaking of getting it all, that blast of Soto's last night, Trent. And him carrying the bat down after Bregman did it earlier in the baseball game. And you knew that there wasn't going to be any retaliation in Game 6 of a World Series. No doubt. Again, back to Game 44 and 92. There would have been. Uh, there absolutely would have been a, a dust-up in the baseball game because you just don't do that. But good for Soto, who gets under your skin a little bit. His future is so dang bright. He is going to break the bank when he gets his opportunity. That's still a long so. ways away. Though. I know. You said he's he'd like to be his, uh, his agent. you got to wait a while, but though, for that he's payday. He's going to be worth waiting for because it's coming. 
It's 2025. He will be a unrestricted free agent. Wow. He'll be 26 years old. So if the Nationals come to him and try and buy a couple of mm-hmm. extra years, and I don't do it. <laughs> I don't think I do it. Because he'll get to, he's got two more years before he's arbitration eligible. So next year and then 2021, he'll still be under team control. And he signed a relatively big contract. Where did he find it? The Dominican Republic, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, He signed a, uh, it's funny, I heard the story earlier in one of the playoff games that they took him to, they took him off the field. There was a tryout. The Nationals found him, took him off the field because it just, it sounded different. The, the ball coming off his bat. So they took him to a bat field to work him out in person. And then the other scouts from the other team started to realize that we're, what happened to Soto. And the, the Nationals, oh, we've already signed him. It's, it's a done deal. He's already done. Uh, he's ours. I saw an it article great stuff. with uh, Mike Rizzo, the, the GM, mm-hmm. back in August. And he was telling a radio station in D.C., we give him 10 years, 180 right now. He absolutely gonna, would. And he said, and but, that's he's a bargain. Gonna, but he's not going to accept it. We know that. Right. So, I mean, we, we saw the Braves do this with both Ozzie Albies and Okuna, right? B- I, yes, I believe so. The yeah. Twins did this with Jorge Polanco uh-huh. and Max Kepler. Soto, though, I mean, those guys are all great. Mm-hmm. And Okuna, I think, is right there with Soto. But if you're Soto and you're going to be 26 bet, bet years on yourself. old. Bet on yourself. I mean, you sign. It's difficult to sign a guy to a 6 8 10-year deal when they're 31, 32, which is normally when we see most guys start to hit that, finally get that free agency, he's going to be 26. I know. And Trent, it's not like he's making 35 grand a year. Right, yes. <laughs> Between now and then. Yes. He's, he's, he can't spend all his money. He's going to have a great big pile of it. Those three years of arbitration, if he continues this path, he's going to be still making those years probably 20 to 25 oh, sure. million. Crazy money. In those three seasons, and then that free agency comes, and it is going to be a windfall. Mm-hmm. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Uh, Mike Trout, step aside, because mm-hmm. your contract's not going to be as big as this kid's when it's when it's all said and done. So, look, it's going to be... I, I got a, I got a feeling it's going to be more of last night's type of theater. I'm not sure there's going to be nine runs scored in the baseball game. Uh, Scherzer, you just hope he gets up in the, uh, in the morning today, and he's fine. Yep. He warmed up in the bullpen last night. I thought... Uh, I thought Joe Buck uh, was right in his side of the equation when Smoltz didn't want him up there. And Buck says, you know what? He feels good today. Do you get him out there today? Because he might wake up tomorrow morning. He might not feel as good as he does Fair point. Uh, today. I thought it was a great point because mm-hmm. I don't trust Corbin. Corbin's a nice player, but do you want Corbin in Game nope. 7? No, you want Max Scherzer in Game 7. You want Max Scherzer. And I hope we get that tonight. And by all accounts, we will going up against Zach Greinke. Um, so the price is significantly different, obviously. What I think that's plus 125. So you bet 100, you get 125 back if you bet the Natties. To make 100, you have to bet 135 if you want the Astros, correct? You got the price right. I will be sitting this one out because I already got my game ticket. That's right. You bet the series. Bet the series beforehand. I will get a better price on Max Scherzer and the Nationals because I have them at plus 190. Oh, that's good. That's a nice ticket. Now, if I actually bet big money, you know those ticket swap places that are out there right. where you can yep. Yep. you can put your ticket. Yeah, I up wonder there. if there's going to be how much we'll see of that on Twitter today. It's got to be a little I bit, think right? So absolutely. The other people that maybe bet the Nationals to win the whole thing before the season or at some point during the year, you know, and got a good price. Are those going to be out there because it's now a one game scenario? Mm-hmm. And if you're holding on to that ticket, you want to make some profit. There are those availabilities out there. How great is this world? Uh, it's wonderful. You know, they, the 2011 uh, draft was brought up last night, so I, I, uh, 
I clicked on it this morning, and I'm not going to go through the entire MLB draft. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but if, if number one pick was Garrett Cole, I mean, the Pirates obviously got that one right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's, he's, um, he's the best pitcher in the game, I think, and I wouldn't be a bit surprised if we see him uh, tonight sometime. Trevor Bauer went three. Good pick. That's a good one. Anthony Rendon went six. That's another good one. Royals fans, I hate to remind you, that at five, you took Bubba Starling. Ooh. At four, the Baltimore Orioles took Dylan Bundy. That more injury. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Uh, Lin, uh, Francisco Lindor went eight overall. Oh. Javi Baez went nine. This draft's incredible. It, it's still going. Ho, uh, George Springer, 11. Jose, the late Jose Fernandez went 14. Sonny Gray's in that top uh, first 18 picks of that draft. Colton Wong was taken at 22. What a draft, huh? What an amazing... And, and look at the impact they're having on this series. Rendon, Cole, Springer. Right. Unbelievable. Javi Baez, who's a hell of a player, went ninth overall, and the Cubs wouldn't... Well, they'd probably trade places with Garrett Cole. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, very few of those. But if you're if you're a Royals fan, you're thinking, oh my God. That's an incredible draft. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think if you go through most drafts over the last decade... This has got to be at the top of the list, oh, doesn't it? Oh, I would have to think that this one has been as productive as any of them, for You sure. have that many stars. Not sure. good players, not guys that are I put in the Sonny majors. Gray, Sonny Gray's not a star yet. I think Sonny Gray, since he's got over Cincinnati, I think he's going to be he's going to be in that conversation. He's not going to be in the Garrett Cole conversation. But he's a top 10 NL Absolutely. pitcher. Absolutely. He's a, he's, a, he's a one or a two on anybody's staff, no I doubt. think. Um, so, What's your name there? Eight guys? One, two, three. Eight of the five. top 18 yeah, hit at a crazy. high level? At a high level. All of them. You don't see that in Major League Baseball drafts. Seldom. Seldom. I mean, there might be one of them out there. Danny Hulson went two overall. I don't remember him. I have all. never. I don't remember that. So name he, at must all. Have, he must have uh, blown Fizzled. out. Yeah. Uh, what was the kid, the lefty that the Yankees took? They, nah, the, the, was Brian Taylor. Brian Taylor. And he got in a Brian fight. Brian with an E. Right. Got in a fight of all things. He did. And uh, blew his career. And he was the first million dollar bonus baby, I think. Sounds I right. think he yeah. was. Uh, so anyway, didn't he like slice his hand on the, as he punched remember. somebody or something like that, or on a piece of glass during the fight? There was all kinds of weird circumstances yeah, around it. I don't recall. Off I hand. got the uh, the draft here too. Archie Bradley is at least a decent reliever anymore. Uh, Brandon Nimmo has been a major league starter for a number of years for the Mets. CJ Crone, pretty nice player mm-hmm. with the Angels and now the Twins. You mentioned Colton Wong, mm-hmm. Joe Ross. He's been a decent starter throughout the years. Swihart, he started for the Red Sox for a few years. I mean, it's not just him. Joe Panic, another Joe guy. Panic, that's a, yeah. That's a really good draft. That's it, crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. No, no doubt about it. All right, David Kaplan is coming up. We're going to get to Cappy here in about oh, five or six minutes. Look forward to catching up with Cappy again. It was our intent to, because we tape you if you're new to the show. Uh, Cappy's on the air right now in Chicago, so we come in here. And boy, 235 was just a disaster this morning. Oh, coming from your way. <laughs> coming from my way. So too. the day before, coming from my way from the West. Well, it was the weather, though, related you, yesterday, it was, right? But that was a disaster. Ooh. I just I had to cut through town. You, today, it was smooth sailing, sailing for me. You got hit. I got to the Mixmaster from Ankeny. From Ankeny, and it just stopped. And it stopped all the way until the MLK exit. Wow. I mean, Trent, and it wasn't just one lane. And then there were a couple of minor wrecks between, you know, the Mixmaster mm-hmm. and the main wreck. You know, uh, you know, fender benders, rear ending. You, yeah. you think you're getting a little bit of traction. You start getting up to 15 miles an hour. You're feeling pretty good. And you just, for whatever reason, not paying attention. And you're up somebody's bumper. Um, but boy, it was a disaster. To, and I gave myself 50 minutes to get in here. And I'm not just, not just me. I mean, everybody yeah. that was coming that, you know, left the Ankeny, for instance, to get downtown at 
you know, 7.30, 7.45, somewhere in there, they, ooh, that was a brutal one. And it always slows down. I never, I don't understand this part of the commute. You know, once you get past the river yes. and you're getting past the 3rd and the 5th Street exit, you know, you've got a little incline, right? By, yep. by the Holiday Inn is on your right there. By the way, have you ever been in there? Oh, long time ago. Have you? I've never been in that That's place. where uh, we used to stay for state wrestling growing up. Yeah, that was, Osage always had a big block of room, so... Back, this was probably late 80s, early 90s, a long time ago. And I think it's been a Holiday Inn since I got here 30 years ago. And is there a restaurant on top of it or something? It would be a pretty good view, I would think. But anyways. um, Slow down there. So you get past 3rd and 5th and you've got an incline. And if you're in the right lane, because you've got to go up MLK, I never understand people, you know, you, that thing under your right foot, when you're going uphill, you're going to need to press a little bit harder on it. Because, Trent, you can literally slow down to, I don't know, 35, 30 miles an hour. I think, come on, folks. Were you hollering today? No, car? I wasn't. No? I, it was really good, because I knew it. I was, uh, thankfully to you, because I, I texted you right away and said, Trent, I don't know if I'm going to make happy. I'm yeah. not moving, and I haven't moved. And so you've got, uh, you know, you're much better at technology than I am. See, you can do these things. So so where do I go again? Google just Maps. Go, go to Google Maps. Google Maps, punch in, you know, you can set but it. But I'm driving, your, don't forget. Your work address. And you can do this as you're leaving, though, Ankeny. Just do that every day. And, and so see, you can see the bad parts of the commute? You can see what's up there. They'll tell you a different route that you can go to get there quicker, to get around the traffic. Well, That's I'll what be. I did yesterday. <laughs> I, it's Technology's amazing, Ken. And all you have to do, punch in every day. Twenty-one forty-one grand. It'll tell you exactly where the accident is, how slow it's going to be, Ooh, what brutal. time you're going to get there, or an alternate route. We're going to get you there. Uh, absolutely, uh, but I, but thank you for guiding me through it and letting me know what laid ahead. And you uh, you helped me a lot as far as my blood pressure. All right, Trent. Let's do this. Let's try and make somebody's morning here. It's time to put another thousand dollars into that bank account. Holiday shopping is going to be here before we know it. Both Iowa and Iowa State are going bowling. Maybe that's where you'd like to spend that thousand dollars. We're going to give you a chance to put it in, use it wherever you want. Right now, text the keyword "car" to two hundred two hundred. That's "car" to two hundred two hundred. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. Off to Chicago we go. David Kaplan joins the program next. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Miller and Condon are here till noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station. 14 seconds. Delivery fee supply. It's 24-hour sports, morning, noon, and night, here on 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. It's time to talk to our buddy in Chicago. He's David Kaplan, brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. A lot of ground to cover. Bears, some Cubs with David Ross. But, Cap, we got to start with World Series game number six last night. What a baseball game. Had guys carrying their bat to first base. We'll never forget that seventh inning. What's Trey Turner supposed to do in that spot, Cap? I guess the rule says that he's out. I mean, it's clearly a bad rule. But what was he supposed to do? Um, well, look, it's a bad rule. It's not reviewable. That's a bad rule. But in the end, I do think as bad as the rule is, and I learned last night, you know why it, why the rule or how the rule is interpreted. I tweeted and went, "Okay, you've got to overturn that. You right. have to with capital letters." Yep. And then they didn't. And then Dougie Glanville, my friend, uh, said. Yeah, you know, I hate rules about base running in the line and all of that, but that it was right. And then Glenn Casper said, they got the rule right. Doesn't mean it's the right rule, mm-hmm. but they got it right. So he cannot be running where he's going to interfere with the guy's ability to catch the throw. 
unless he is running in that box and then outside the baseline. So, you know, I guess they got it right. I don't like that they got it right because I think that rule is a bad rule, and I think they should be able to review it, which they weren't able to. But in the end, I think it'll get fixed in the offseason, and the right team won. Are we going to go to uh, like they do at the high school level, get that orange first base and a little bit of extra room over there? Yeah, that's what Kyle Schwarber tweeted. (laughs) You know, can we put those high school bases in that have bases on both sides of the ball line? Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'm with you, Cap. I think it's going to get changed, uh, in the offseason. Well, game seven tonight, Cap, and, you know, it's, it's Granky who hasn't been great. It's Scherzer, who's certainly one of the game's best pitchers, but, uh, he's had his moments in this, uh, in this postseason. How do you see game seven tonight as a sports fan? I mean, we're grateful that we get a, a final game to determine, you know, winner take all. Do you have an opinion? Um, I mean, I want, I want the Nationals to win. Because I like Davey Martinez, and I think it'd be really cool for that city and that fan base that's never experienced it. And trying to think back to '16 and you know, take my Cubs fandom and emotion out of it and see how you know it would be for them. And plus, a bunch of the guys here at the radio station, way back when Washington was 25 to one, these guys all pooled their money. I Really? Unfortunately, didn't get the invite, nor did Waddle or Sylvie, but a bunch of the producers and all pooled their money and bet 25 to 1 on the Nationals. So I would love to see those guys cash in tonight. Hey, uh, a couple of, while we're on the baseball, a couple of Cubs things I wanted to run past you. First, one of our loyal listeners wanted me to throw Ben Zobrist and his future. Obviously, he's a free agent. His contract came to a close after this season, but. Any future at all? Any chance he comes back at some kind of deal with the Cubs, or do you believe his time is over? I think he's going to retire now. Maybe he does, but you know he was pretty open that you know he wants to try and make his marriage work. But I know they've had filed for divorce, and unfortunately, in today's world, when you're a public symbol or a public figure like that, some of that stuff gets publicized, and. I hope that he's going out on his terms. I really do. I think it'd be sad for Ben to walk away from the game and feel like he has unfinished business because he's had such a good career. But in the end, uh, he he has had an excellent career. He's a really good person and a really wonderful guy to deal with. So I'm hoping that if he's at peace with himself, he can ride off into the sunset and don't have a good life, but if he feels like I got unfinished business, I want to go back and play, that the good Lord lets him have that opportunity. Uh, David Kaplan is our guest. Uh, ESPN 1000, NBC Sports Chicago, Centurion Stone of Iowa uh, makes it possible. Cap, David Ross in, in, in a second, but the Chris Bryant, I want to get your um, you know get your pulse on how is uh, Cubs fans taking Bryant's grievance that they've gone forward with now? He wants to start his you know his service clock a year uh, get that year back that he lost by keeping him in the minors one year. What's the likelihood of or one more day rather? Uh, what's the likelihood of him winning this? And then, you know, they're, they're, does it reverberate or doesn't it? And, and how do Cubs feel? Uh, Cubs fans feel about what Chris Bryant uh, and his uh, his agents are trying to do? I don't think the fans are at all down on Chris for trying to do this. I don't. I think they you know understand it's a business and yeah, it's a baseball game and it's their fandom. But it's also Chris's livelihood and how he's going to feed his wife and he, and eventually if they have children, how he'll feed his family and probably generations, you know, 
going forward. So I don't think anybody begrudges Chris. I do think there are a lot of people that you know think the Cubs were intelligent for doing it, but also think it's wrong and that the rules should be changed. So we'll see if that happens in the next collective bargaining agreement. The people I talk to in the game, I would say 98% of them think there's no chance he's winning this grievance. Mm. There have been a couple guys that said, you know what, it's one day, it's so egregious that the arbitrator should rule in Chris's favor. But the rule is what the rule is, so maybe it just gets his point across that it's a bad way to treat guys. We'll find out. I mean, look, I I understand why they did what they did, and if I was running a team, I would have done the same exact thing. Yep. I mean, that's seven years is better than six, but when you bring him up one day and you say, yeah, we felt like he needed to improve his defense. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know what? I think he had like five balls or six balls hit to him in the week and a half or 15 days. He was that whatever the number of days were that he was down in the minors. You're telling me that those balls really changed who he was? No, it was pretty obvious what they did. So hopefully for them, they don't have any internal smoking gun like an email or a text that says we're keeping him down to on to service time, but Theo's brilliant, Jed's brilliant. I don't believe they would do that, but if there's a smoking gun, they're going to lose. All right, uh, Trent wants to get to the Bears, so last thing on the Cubs, and just David Ross, he was named yesterday, the press conference has come and gone. You broke the story a week ago today when you're getting set to tape uh, our segment. Uh, the consensus in Chicago and the north side anyways, did they get the right guy, Cap? Um, did they get the right guy? It's an interesting question that you pose, and I would say they got a really good person. They got a really intelligent baseball guy. And we found some tape of when he first came to the Cubs back in 15. I said, boy, that guy strikes me as managerial timber. That was mm. the quote I used. And I think someday he will manage. Now, look, you know that I've been very honest with you that I think that this team has a lot of questions that have to be answered. In fact, I said yesterday on my radio show that I believe the Cubs are in a crisis situation. Because I read all these people on social media that, oh, we got David Ross and now we're going to go win the World Series. So what you're telling me is the reason the team didn't win the World Series is because Joe Madden was a bad manager. Well, we know that's not true. Much as I love to micromanage Joe's individual moves, and Lord knows there were some I shook my head at, he's probably going to the Hall of Fame and he's Mm -hmm. a great, great baseball man. So dropping an inexperienced David Ross in and not changing anything else does not, for me, get the Cubs to the World Series and make them the champ a year from right now. So, as I think I've said to you before, who's your second baseman? Some people go Nico Horner. Okay. Are you convinced Nico Horner's the guy for a whole season? Maybe. Is Ian Happ the second baseman? Certainly not a great defender. He's a solid offensive player and a really good guy. Now, who is your center fielder? Not Albert Almora, based on how he's played. You're moving Jason Hayward, a gold glove right fielder, to center. Okay, who's your right fielder? Well, it's Nick Castellanos. He's a free agent. You paying him $75 million to stay? They're probably not. So now we've got a hole in the outfield. We've got question to be answered a second. Let's go to the bullpen. Who's your closer? I know who you're paying to be your closer. Right. Who is your closer? I don't know. If he's as bad as he was this year, you don't have a closer. Uh, let's go to the eighth inning, and you're up three to one, and you're playing at Philadelphia, and you've got pick the guy. 
pick the right-hand hitter, pick the left-hand hitter that's coming up. Who are your leverage guys? Rowan Wick, who was given up on by San Diego when they converted him from a position player. He had a nice year. That's the guy? Okay, I hope you're right. I'm not convinced. Nice arm. We'll see. Who's your left-handed difference maker? Kyle Ryan's a nice pitcher, but is that the guy you're handing the ball to in the World Series tonight? Not quite sure about that. Probably need to add two more bullpen arms on top of that. Let's go to the rotation. Cole Hamels probably won't be back. John Lester has seen better days. Great guy, but he's at the end of his rope. Got one year left. I like Kyle Hendricks. I like you, Darvish. Is he the Darvish of the first half and all 18? And the guy that struggled in the World Series in 17? Or is he the guy from July 1 on with this team? I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of questions. Is Jose Quintana the guy that you traded for and gave up an insane package? Or is he the guy that had an 11-plus ERA in September when the season was you know, uh, fading away? I can't answer these questions, but there's so many of them that I do think the prudent thing is to make smart long-term decisions, not worry about the here and now. A lot of questions for the Cubs team, certainly a lot of questions for the Bears. Matt Nagy uh, said before Sunday he wasn't brought in to run the I-formation. They actually run the I-formation and get 77 yards and nine plays. David Montgomery looked good. So what's next? A, A difficult loss, certainly for this team. Any hope at all going forward? Wow. Um... Look, I don't think it's a playoff team based on how they've played so far. Uh, I believe you've got to use the rest of this season to know, is Mitchell Trubisky our quarterback or not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. And mm-hmm. not over Chase Daniel isn't your future. Right. So if you lose this week and go to 3-5, and five, you're probably going to be resigned to, with that schedule, we're probably not going to be, be a playoff team. You better know at the end of the year, is Mitch our guy or not? Are we bringing competition in for him? Are we moving on from him, period? To play Chase Daniel and try and get to 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine or 8-8, and eight, whatever, is stupid. You better know 100%, okay, we cannot win with that guy. Yes, I think he's salvageable. And then you've got to also look at where did this thing jump the tracks? Like, you had a kicker the other day that wanted the ball centered. Yes. And from what I was told by someone who would know, in that room that he said the way the process works for people that don't know it goes on in all 32 nfl teams the special teams coordinator stands next to the kicker while he's kicking into the net on the sidelines as the drive begins and he says to him this is chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator eddie can you tell me what you know where you feel comfortable to kid he said 52 yards i'm good okay matt he's good to 52 Eddie, where do you want the ball as the drive is going on? I need it. I want it centered. I like kicking from the center. He wants it centered. And from what I was told by someone who would know, we'll find out when Matt Nagy speaks today at 1145. We'll carry it on my radio show. Uh, he said, just take, Mitch, take a knee. Just take the knee. Wherever the snap is, take the knee. That's it. Never said he wanted it centered. And so Mitch does as he's told, takes the snap and goes right to the knee. Well, he's on the left hash. So now, look, he's a 41-yard kick. Eddie Panero is a big boy. He's got to make a 41-yard field goal in good weather conditions in a fall day in Chicago. But if he wanted it centered, then get the freaking thing centered. That's on the head coach. It is. Hey, last thing for you. We'll get you out on this, Cap. If this thing continues to spiral, Trubisky doesn't show any signs of improvement, who's in more trouble? Is it Ryan Pace, the GM, 
or is it the head coach in Nagy? I mean, I find it hard to believe that we're at this point where a year ago he was the coach of the year. They won 12 games, albeit with an easier schedule. I get it. And now we're talking about should we have somebody in trouble? Um, I, I would be, I'd be stunned if they moved on from Matt. And if they moved on from Matt, then they're probably moving on from the GM. Yep, no so doubt. I'll be stunned if either of those guys lose their job. I think what ends up happening is, Matt, Ryan, and Mitch are all back, but they'll bring competition in at the quarterback spot. That would be my guess. Now, if they don't win another game the rest of the year and they finish 3-13, and 13, <laughs> well, then I guess all bets are off. Yeah, yeah. But I can't believe that's going to happen. Cappy, thank you. You've got a radio show in mere moments. We appreciate you uh, coming on here and, and doing this as always. Thank you, Cap. We'll talk to you next week. You guys are awesome. I'll talk to you next week. All right, see you, Thanks, pal. Cap. David Kaplan uh, joining us from Chicago. Centurion Stone of Iowa makes it possible. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, if you're in the market for manufactured or natural stone, you want to accent or update the exterior or your interior, think about those fireplaces. Uh, any size, Centurion Stone offers a variety of stones, patterns, and colors for your every need. You'll be blown away once the project is finished and what it does uh, to your home. Um, Centurion Stone, in field of natural stone, it's available in over 200 color and pattern combinations. You can check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa. Uh, right on the uh, landing page is uh, an opportunity for click the button and tell them about their project and they will get back to you. Visit the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines. All right, Trent, we, you know, we left here yesterday thinking that this was going to be mostly Bears, but the World <laughs> yeah. Series, the way it unfolded, and then we just uh, dovetailed into, uh, into the Cubs. So I, wa- I want to pose this to you. You, uh, you get a phone call from Virginia mm-hmm. McCaskey. And she's, oh, Virginia McCaskey? Yeah, she, she says, Ken Miller, I need your help. You have great football acumen. The season went down the tubes. They finish 7-9. and nine. Yep. Trubisky had a couple of good games here late in the season, but... Mm-hmm. Still big-time concerns. You don't have a first-round pick. Right. You traded that away to get Khalil Mack. It's probably going to be, what, in that 12 to 17 range, something like that. But it won't be there. It'll be with the Raiders. What do you do? Well, I, I think that uh, Nagy and Pace are a package deal. So Tied I think at the if, hip. Yeah, I think if Pace goes, I think Nagy probably does. Mm-hmm. I think Cappy's point was spot on about the, for the rest of the season, and especially if they lose this week, Trent. Uh, and they very well could. I mean, mm-hmm. they got to go to Philadelphia. Philadelphia feeling pretty good about themselves after they beat Buffalo, wanting to stay in that NFC East race. I think the the rest of the season is all right. Can this kid play quarterback or not? Is Mitch Trubisky, uh, can, is he salvageable or at the end of the year do we just admit that because, yeah, look, at teams miss on quarterbacks. No doubt. Lots of teams. Yes, they do. Now, it, it makes it worse because you moved up one spot when you didn't have to, and be, and it makes it, more. I mean, way worse when you figure that Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson were both on the board when you decided to take Mitchell uh-huh. Trubisky after he did very little uh, in his one year as a starter. So... I think that that's what the rest of the season is about, if indeed it doesn't go this way. So after Eagles, they've got Lions at Rams, home to Giants at Lions. How many more wins are left on the schedule realistically? I mean, Trent, the month of December is home to the Cowboys at the Packers, home to the Chiefs at the Vikings. Can they go 2-2 two and two there? Yeah, they, they can. 
They can. I don't think they will. They, at Lambeau? At Vikingville? You know, we talked about this on Monday. This was a game that the Bears, for all intents and purposes, dominated. And it didn't show up on the scoreboard. They did. This yeah, is, you're right. This is a box score loser that you look at uh-huh. and say, we got to come up with a term for that. One where you look at the box score and it's completely opposite of what the actual game score ends up being. And that's what it was for them. They're still really good defensively. They still are going to be able to move the football. Robinson's a good receiver. Mm-hmm. Now, where's Trey Burton been? I know he's been banged up, but that guy completely has disappeared from the offense and, and what he was able to do last year uh, from the tight end position. It's just there's so many question marks with this team. He mentioned bringing in another quarterback, though. Here's the free agent list for next season. Ooh, I'm anxious to hear this. Go ahead. Uh, Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. If he's coming back, he's, right. he's in New he's, he's going, yeah, right. Tom Brady. We've talked right. about that a little bit. That was the buzz. We'll see. Eli, no. Nope. Philip Rivers. Mm. Don't see it. What are the Chargers going to do? They don't have his heir apparent there yet. I don't see it either. And he's got 30 kids that he's right. still living in San Diego no, he, with and driving to L.A. every day. Precisely. He's he's not going to be nope. anywhere but the West Coast. All right. Now this is where it gets intriguing. Here, I got a list of three here. Which one do you like most? Teddy Bridgewater, Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater. You're a believer that what we've seen with Bridgewater, it's real. I was a believer that Teddy Bridgewater was about to take a next step before he got hurt in Minnesota. And he's finally getting back to, you know, the confidence is back. He's got a couple of opportunities when Breeze has been hurt. I think he showed me enough. I think Teddy Bridgewater would be the guy. Would that, how would that go over, uh, in Bears Nation if Teddy Bridgewater's the guy? Which of the three do you think that they want the most? I would think it's Bridgewater just because he's had success. He, Seems to still have more upside there. He's a quarterback, I think, that you can work with with Nagy and what he wants to do. I think all of those things work out. Mm-hmm. I think Mariota might have still the biggest upside of the three. You still see those glimpses. And admittedly, I don't watch a ton of Tampa, but right. you know, they'll flip on the red zone and, hey, here's depends Teddy Bridgewater. Trent, it depends what week you see him. Because one week he's really good, and mm-hmm. then he's got a couple of bad weeks, and yes. then you write and, him off. And he, and he throws four picks, and he just he's awful. Egregious. Just can't make those plays. And yet, then he ends up the game with 325 yards right. passing. So he was a first overall pick. Mariota yeah. was a second overall pick. And uh-huh. here these guys are both likely moving on. Man, I, 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 I. Yeah. very, very interesting. And, of course, trades can happen. There's other sure. things that are still out there. But... No, here's my question to you. I meant to ask you this the other day. Mm-hmm. What happened to the kid they took after Monk, uh, Montgomery? Uh, Ridley, the the wide receiver from George? Oh, yeah. Because other than David Montgomery, what's their draft amounted to? Because I, as I looked at it, mm-hmm. um, and you're bigger, obviously, you watch Bears closer than I do. Duke Shelley, the cornerback from K-State, he took him in the fifth round? Um, has has he made a splash? No. Riley Ridley, I don't remember him. Now, he might be hurt. I don't know the answer to that. I'm looking right now to see if they put him on the IR. Maybe he's just even on the practice squad. I, I He hasn't been out there. He hasn't played. I don't see the, the Bears, their official website. But, yeah, that, I mean, that's a name that oh, you're kind of excited about. Oh, mm-hmm. that could be something, and nothing came to fruition there. Yeah. Ryan Pace, he's hit on a few of those. He's gone... Ridley's different. That's a guy from Georgia. But, you know, he's in, enamored with these small school guys. Mm-hmm. We're going to Shaheen. That, that was a big one. The tight end, that this is going to be a guy. He's never been healthy. And, well, and White Jr. from Florida Atlantic, they yeah. took him. Uh, um, and I don't know if he's played or not. No. Uh, look, they, they, I think they had a home run with David Montgomery. I think last week showed it when they mm-hmm. finally gave him his opportunity. Gave him the football. Gave him the football. Let him, uh, gave him an opportunity to do what they drafted him for. Look at the result. Well, it didn't end up in the win column, but he can't kick it. So, 
it's the Eagles this week who looked great last week against the Bills. Mm-hmm. But we've seen in Philadelphia how inconsistent though this Eagles team has been. It's not an unwinnable game. And the points, well, the injuries for Philadelphia, Trent. Too. Yes, and the point spread says something here. This is one. You know what I like to do on Sundays? I like to get out my pen and paper, write down what I believe the point spread's going to be, and then I look mm-hmm. what the opening number is. I swung and missed it this one big. I had it, Eagles, by eight. And what is it? Four. I don't miss many. College, that, yeah, you can yeah, miss by four. Right. NFL, I don't miss many games by four. So is this Vegas telling us something? Are we overreacting to And we do this in the NFL so much, you overreact to one week, and it doesn't paint the whole picture here. That seems like free money. Well, it does, but we've seen we've had those weeks before yes, where free money have. seemed to be on the table and hasn't worked out that well. Look, can the Bears lose four straight? That I, I guess with that they quarterback, can, you can. You know. All right, we got to get to a break. Come back and finish up the hour. Uh, Kenny White's going to join us. KennyWhiteSports.com. He's coming by at about eleven fifteen, eleven twenty ish or so. And Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Uh, we'll talk college football with Bill before we get out of here. Miller and Condon continuing on. We're on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen six slash Travel on KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station fourteen sixty KXNO. Why would you be playing this? Oh, we have something. What? Well, uh, clue me in. We have an experience to give away. A Neil Diamond experience? Not Neil Diamond proper. No. But an experience to see him. If you close your eyes and listen closely, you might hear Neil Diamond. It's an experience. It's an experience. And this experience is taking place at the Temple Theater. I love the Temple Saturday. Theater. And I've never been. You haven't. No, I've been I, to a wedding there, which was really cool. I've uh, been to is a it play in there. Ankeny? No. <laughs> it's right up the street from us here. It's is not it too really? far away. Yeah. Um, really cool venue, though. It really is. Well, if you'd like to go, I guess uh, caller number three. Is that what you, how you want to do it? Let's do this? it. Caller three. Uh, we've got a pair of tickets to give uh, away if you don't have any plans on Saturday night. And look, Iowa State and I were both off this week. The college football slate is not the shiniest at night. We've certainly seen better ones over the years. So, caller number three, if you would like to go, they're yours just for the asking. Um, and you can be off to the experience. The experience. Indeed, it is. 284-5966 is the phone number. 284-5966. There it is, Trent. Line three, nine, one, and two. You know, I feel bad for the guys that get, or gals who get through first. You know, they should be rewarded for something like this. But we have our winner. Uh, we have our winner to the Neil Diamond experience. So if you are not talking to Trent right now and you're getting a, uh, a ring, you're unfortunately going to be callers 4, 5, 6, and 7. Uh, we will be speaking with Kenny White coming up in the 11 o'clock hour. He's got a slate of college games that he's going to opine on. If you ever have a question for Kenny White... Uh, that you would like us to ask him. Again, he's one of the um, most famous line makers in Nevada. Uh, this guy was setting the betting lines at the biggest properties on the Strip 
uh, in his 20s, and he's parlayed that uh, into a, a long career. I know Kenny White's got to be he's a few years younger than I. He's probably around 50, but he's been doing it for a long time, uh, and he's one of the best, and we will speak with him at 11.15. But my point being, if you have a question you'd like to ask us, go to our Twitter feed, Miller and Condon on Twitter. Uh, we've got some Iowa Hawkeye basketball news we'll tell you about on the other side. We're here until noon, 1460 KXNO.